Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. volume the draymond green show is presented by fanduel the nba season kicking into gear baby no better place to get in on the action than fanduel fanduel app is safe you get paid fast a lot of ways to play the spread the money line team totals players props a lot of stuff over unders jump into the action same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. It is post-All-Star break. Well, NBA season is kicking back off, I should say. Not just our season, but the games are kicking back off. Excited time to really, you know, the pretenders... They really identify themselves and the contenders. They identify themselves. This is the time of the year where you kind of get to see uh, who's that team headed towards making a push, who's already shipping their cars home and getting ready for vacation. The NBA stretch run is upon us. Huge matchups across the league as my dubs and I battle with the teams in the West for playoff position. Gonna be a lot of fun on TV, but what if you could actually be at some of these games? For last minute amazing deals on tickets, not just the dubs, but your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to the NHL, NCAA basketball games, even concert and comedy shows too. So if you're in Phoenix and want to see KD try to make a run with the Suns, Game Time has your seats. If you're in Boston, and hoping to see Jason Tatum and the Celtics work their way to the finals again, Game Time has your seats. Or you want to see Chris Rock anytime soon, download the Game Time app and redeem code GREEN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code GREEN. That's G-R-E-E-N for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. But before we get into all of this, let's just recap All-Star Weekend. I had the pleasure and honor of um, 
doing the commentating the uh, All-Star Saturday dunk contest skills competition, three-point contest, alongside the great Reggie Miller and the legend Kevin Harlan, which was an incredible experience. Like, you know, just sitting at that table. Number one, um, doing live event like that was a totally different thing for me in a, in a different avenue and something that I've, I've wanted to get experience in. It's not quite a game, but it was a great experience. But most importantly, it was fun. Like I, the energy that those two guys brought was absolutely amazing, along with Adam Lefko, who was doing uh, the sideline reporting. It was an absolutely incredible experience. Got a chance to witness Damian Lillard take home the three-point uh, contest, as I said here. Uh, I told you Tyrese Halliburton was my dark horse pick. He was in the final. Uh, Mac McClung shocked a lot of people in the dunk contest. Did not shock me. Uh, Mac McClung went in the dunk contest. And then the Utah Jazz, uh, their group, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and Walker Kessler taking home the skills competition. Um, that was All-Star Saturday. The energy was incredible. Uh, as we know, Mac McClung, came and saved the dunk contest last two years were an absolute disaster. So it's good to see Mac uh, have his moment, though. Like, you know, we've seen Mac all over YouTube for years doing all of these crazy dunks and just going viral and taking YouTube by storm. And to see him get that moment uh, on an NBA stage was absolutely amazing. He took full advantage of it. I think one of the most impressive things that he did was he didn't miss a dunk. Like, he didn't attempt a dunk a second time. Everything's first try. And to me, that adds to the prestige of the dunk. Like, because it's a mystery. If you showed me seven times the dunk you're trying to do and then you finally get it, like, I know what you was trying to do. I can imagine it before you actually do it. So I don't, you know, I don't. The missing dunks thing is, it, it gets tough. Um, but shout out to Mac McClung. Dame Dollar took home the three-point contest as expected. Uh, Dollar had all, obviously had more experience than these guys. It was interesting to hear him say, I won and now I can retire. But I have a different take, Dollar. Steph Curry won it last year and could not defend his title this year due to injury. Dollar won it this year. I would love to see a Steph Curry Dame rematch with Klay Thompson in there next year. Like, let's get all the heavy hitters in there, just like we need to get the heavy hitters in the dunk contest. Let's get John Moran in there. Let's get Zion Williamson in there. Let's get Anthony Edwards in there, although Ant-Man say he don't do the fancy dunks. Like, let's get the guys in there with the bounce, uh, the superstars that we that we know. Like, let's get those guys in the dunk contest. And obviously, you got to bring Mac McClung back. He's the champ. Got to bring Mac back. But um, how can we get guys to do that well number one quite frankly i think the league has to share more of that 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 money um get the sponsors more involved get the pot up so guys have incentive to do it i think that'll be huge i think it'll be great for all-star saturday and we need to move that in the right direction now and speaking of that all-star sunday i know there's been a lot of questions about the all-star game and how can you make it better? Number one, uh, let me rewind back just a little bit. This is a mailbag episode. I will be answering your questions. But um, how do we make the all-star game better? I saw a lot of people complaining about it and just the intensity and the defense. And it's crazy because here's, here's, here's a, a, another way of thinking about it that I don't quite think people think about, which is 
if those guys go out there, uh, I've been in the game, if you go out there and play as hard as you can play and someone get hurt, then everyone will be on TV saying, oh, those guys shouldn't be playing that hard. Now you get hurt, you miss your team, blah, 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 blah. So you can't have it both ways. Now in saying that, how can you make guys compete more? You'd be surprised what a little bit of money would do. And when I say a little bit of money, it's not a little bit of money. That is the sarcasm in the comment I'm making. Uh, but it's all relative. And, and why is it relative? Because say if the, if the bonus was 500 grand or million dollars, like you're going to have guys really out there competing and the fans going to get what they want, which is the show that they came to see now. Um, where is that money coming from? I don't know. That's not my job. That's on uh, Adam to figure out and Michael Levine. And it's on those guys to figure it out. But I definitely think um, a bigger incentive to play hard will have guys playing much harder. And, you know, like uh, the new format where guys were – playing by quarter and winning for charities. First couple years or first year, that was amazing. And so, like, just like anything else, you have to keep improving it to, to keep that, that hunger, to keep that fire, to keep, you know, uh, guys really competing at the level that when you go to these games, you want to see them compete at. And, you know, that's a league thing, I, but I think it's something that needs to be done. If everyone's going to complain, these guys aren't playing hard, then give more of an incentive to play hard but like I said, you can't do that. Something goes wrong, and then everyone's going to jump off the bandwagon and say, oh, they shouldn't be playing that hard. It's only an all-star game, this, that, and other. Should there be more defense? It's basketball. I think it should be. But in the same token, I understand the other side of it, too. Let me give you another side of it for those of you that don't quite understand the journey through All-Star. By the time you get to the game Sunday night, you're exhausted. All the, the commitments that you've had leading up to it, whether they're NBA commitments, sneaker deal commitments, uh, endor uh, other endorsement deal commitments, uh, just um, foundational commitments, just diff the different things that you have to do. By the time you get to the game su Sunday night, you're exhausted and just trying to get to your next spot, which for most people is vacation. I know you all probably heard Lucas say uh, the, the most, the thing he's looking forward to most was going to Mexico. Like, by the time you get to the end, you're exhausted. And then you think about it, like, some of the cities that, that the All-Star game has been in, like, you have to remember, everyone goes on All-Star break, and the All-Stars have to report to these cities. Shouldn't it be held in like a Vegas on a regular or Miami or New York or L.A.? Cities that guys really want to be in because it is an all-star break. And on top of it being an all-star break, like it's a privilege to make all-star. Yes, but then you're like stuck like in certain cities <laughs> and it's just not as pleasant. You know, so I think that's another thing that can make all-star better is like, where are you having it? Like, let's get some mainstay places and let's put it there. Hasn't been in a hot city in God knows how long. Um, a warm city. Like, so I think those are other things to look at as well in, in making the all, just the overall product better. I think those are definitely things that needs to be looked at. But in saying that, uh, shout out to Jason Tatum taking home All-Star Game MVP, 55 points. He said he was going for it. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first year that the trophy is named after Kobe. If not, last year was the first year. But we all know Jason Tatum's uh, love for Kobe relationship, um, fandom, whatever you want to classify it as. To see him take home that trophy 
Like I remember him coming out. He like I'm going for the MVP, and he went out there, got got hot, got it going. And for a while there, it was him and Donovan on the same team going back and forth, and they both was knocking shots down. And JT kept it rolling, was able to take home, um, take home the MVP trophy in LeBron's first year losing as a captain, which I thought was a big deal. Giannis didn't play this year, but Giannis' team took home the the uh, the all-star game trophy, and you could tell Giannis was all into it. In saying that, I thought the drafting was absolutely awful. It was awful. It was too long. It was drawn out. Like, if you're going to go, if you're going to say, I'm going playground style, line the guys up across the free throw line, pick them playground style real quick, and let's go. Like, that, that thing took an hour and 20 minutes just sitting there like, that that was not pleasant at all. I think the uh, like the idea was great and like everybody was excited about the idea, but I think if you're going to go playground style, line the guys up across the line, pick pick and go play the game. That and I understand like you have to do certain stuff for TV and like the production and all of that. Like it's fine, but that was a little too drawn out and and, and I did not enjoy that at all. So. Hopefully we'll see some changes with that next year because it it was it did not roll over the way I thought it would or the way most people probably thought it would. I just thought it was drawing out for no reason. So uh looking forward to seeing if we can change that. But in saying that, like I said, my overall experience uh was great at All-Star Weekend. Uh, my Turner family bought me in. Shout out to Tara August, by the way, who wrapped uh 18 years at at Turner slash TNT um, just this weekend. Her last day was Sunday with the All-Star game. Uh, Tara's been absolutely incredible inside the NBA, as you know it, the broad, all the things um, that you've seen with TNT, the talent. Tara has a huge hand, had a huge hand in making all of that happen. And like I said, NBA, inside the NBA today, as you know it, she had a huge hand in making that happen. Um, Tara, job well done. Looking forward to what whatever it is that you do next. Know you'll be great. It's absolutely a pleasure to work with, and I thank you for bringing me into the fold. I uh, can't thank Tara August enough, and job well done. So now, in saying that, let's get to the mailbag. It's been a while since we've done a mailbag, and I think it's a great time for us to do the mailbag coming off an of all-star break. Jackson, let's get into it. You got some questions for me. Yes, sir. Let's start with... Something fun. Which visitor arena is your favorite to play in, including college? Turn every Thursday into payday with TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel's giving all customers $10 in bonus bets every Thursday. Just bet a $10 bill or more same game parlay on any NBA TNT game. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets two or three or four for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Win or lose, you're guaranteed to get $10 added to your account. Get $10 back every Thursday, win or lose, with TNT Thursdays. Exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. My favorite visiting arena. Well, that's two different, two totally different things. Okay, let's My go pro and one pro arena. one college. Yes, exactly. Because they're for, for totally different reasons. Like my favorite uh visiting arena to play in in college was uh in Indiana, um Assembly Hall. Just the history, the way it's built up, it feel like the noise is coming down on top of you because the thing is built straight up. Very interesting arena, it's super loud in there. Um that was my favorite arena to play in in college. Uh my favorite arena to play in in the NBA visiting arena is Staples, uh, which is formerly Staples, now Crypto Arena. Uh, it's a great, you know, especially when you're playing the Lakers. The stars are out. Um, the Lakers kind of have that thing of where, like, the court is lit up, but you look in the stands and it's dark. Madison Square Garden also has that. I think Brooklyn has it now. Uh, but initially, it was only the Lakers and Madison Square Garden. Um, the aura in there is just always great. And, and, and... Staples is like a great shooting gym. Like some with the lights and the rim, it's a great shooting gym. I've always had really good games at Staples, so um, that is my favorite arena to uh, away arena to play in on the road. I like it. This one from sorry, that question was from MC Soul. These are all from Instagram. Shout out the Instagram. Go follow my dog, Money Mike. Okay, next question from Sloth is Legend. Do you know which refs are working your games ahead of time or do you find out game day? And does that sort of impact your strategy at all or you just or does it not matter? Uh if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think the NBA either releases referees the night before or the morning of the game. Uh either way it goes. When we when we get to the game, uh for shooter well, when we get to the arena for shoot around in the morning. Um, they'll actually post it in our locker room or who the officials are. Uh, does it change my game plan or how you approach the game? I mean, depending on the rough, like you do know some roughs are less tolerant of whatever it could be. But for the most part, like you you go into the, the game with the same mindset like that you're going to go into the game with, not necessarily trying to tailor it um, for the rough per se. Uh, but you know, as far as me, like, getting texts or something. Like, you do know 
which referees are, you know, uh, less likely to talk to you or have conversation, which I think is a big issue, honestly. But you do kind of know that, and so you kind of adjust that. But for the most part, you go in with the same mindset. Next one from your boy Ant. Who is your favorite player to lock up and talk smack to? Uh, my favorite player to lock up and talk smack to is DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, okay. Because, um, no, honestly, though, it, it really is. And quite frankly, like, I'll have some possessions where I get the best of him. And he, of course, DeMar is going to have possessions where he getting in his spot and getting the best. But, like, every time I get a stop, I'm saying something to him. Or every time he scores, he's going to say something to me. But that's my brother, like, super tight. So it's just kind of that battle within the battle. And like I said, if I get that stop, he got to hear it. And if I don't get the stop, of course, I'm hearing it. So I would say that's my favorite one for sure. I like that. Um, next one, let's do in a similar vein. Do you talk shit playing dominoes like you do on the court from where is Rob G's? Rob G and playing dominoes. If you're not talking, you're not playing. I, I've never been to a domino game and they don't talk. You better have your one liners ready to go. You got to be ready to talk. That's a part of the game. Like you got to mentally try to tear your opponent down as well. So I think in dominoes, if you're not talking, I mean, that's a born dominoes table if you're not talking at the domino table. I'm talking big Bronco at the domino table. Probably even more than in a basketball game, which is crazy. That's kind of hard to believe a little bit. Absolutely. (laughs) Next one from DTN Gleek 1. What did you spend your first NBA check on? My first NBA check, I brought some furniture from my apartment. Um, I had no furniture. I was so so for those of y'all out there, when you get drafted to the NBA, um, you sign a contract, and if you know once you, whenever you sign your contract, you can then take an advance of like out to like maybe ten percent of your salary or 15 percent, because. For most guys who are not like top five picks, you don't get like money right away with sneaker deals. Now, obviously, all that's changed with NIL and stuff. You got these kids that are coming in with money and blah, blah, blah. But for me coming out, I had no money. And like, so, you know, you're kind of just trying to scrape along, scrape along, and you don't get your first check. Now, mind you, we get drafted in June. You don't get your first check till November 15th. So trying to scrape along. Um, now, once you get your once you sign your contract and you get your um, advance, then you're fine. But that can take a while. Like, I didn't sign my contract till like, almost September. And so you got to think, like, June, July, August, I got no money. I was about to borrow some money from one of my homeboys. I'll never forget Jarrell Worthy. He had got drafted to the NFL um, second round, you know, signed, like, a $3, 4000000 million signing bonus. I was about to borrow money from Worth, uh, because I was just trying to get to my advance and I had no money. And so I was about to borrow some money from Word. And and sure enough, like he was gonna send me a wire the next day and my advance finally came through. And I'm like, bro, I don't need the money. Like I'm good. But my first check, I know I gave you way more than what you asked, so I apologize. But my first check, I bought some furniture for my apartment. Ashley's furniture outlet in Oakland. I Furnished my entire apartment at Ashley's um, outlet store in Oakland. It was great. Okay, next one from 
Blakely Thompson. This has been kind of in the news recently. What are your thoughts on Anthony Edwards' comments on load management and just your thoughts on load management in general? Uh, my thoughts on Anthony Edwards' comments, I think uh, I think you'd be crazy to knock what he said because, quite frankly, um, you have to understand um, this, the point, which is there's someone out there that that could be the only game that they can afford. And they come to see the game, want to see a particular player play or two or three, and they're not playing, um, but are physically able to play. That sucks. And I think as players, you do have to take that into account because fans drive, you know, fans are a huge part of this game. Uh, fans drive a lot that happens with the game of basketball. So you have to respect that side of it and understand it. Now, in saying that, I think um, for me, it would be hard for Anthony Edwards to speak for me. Uh, I've been in this league 11 years. I've played a whole extra two seasons in playoff games. Um, which is at an entirely different level um, of competing than the regular season itself. So I think that right there alone is one thing um, that you really have to take into account. Uh, so I don't knock what Ant-Man said at all. However, that should be his mindset. He's, what, 21, 20, 22 years old, um, knock on wood. It's never had any injuries for real, like any real injuries, maybe some nicks and some knacks there. And so that should be his mindset. Uh, but I think everyone's situation is different. And I pose the question back. If a guy is really at risk in a game uh, with all the science and different things that are used now uh, to make these decisions, if a guy is really at risk of injury, do you go out there and risk the injury and risk missing two weeks, two months, a year um, due to injury, and you knew what the risk was and you could have avoided it. That's also another side to look at. You get a much better product if guys are healthier in the long term as opposed to trying to force one game. Ultimately, I don't know what the right answer is. I, what I do know is uh, we, we in this game, in the NBA, and I say we, I'm speaking of the league as a whole, there's way more science involved to it. There's data tracking, player tracking, uh, your, um, what your workload was for the day, what your workload was for the week, what it was for the month, uh, how the schedules line up. You have all of those things. And so I don't think it's as clear cut as, oh, black and white, uh, this is the answer or that's the answer. But I think at the end of the day, uh, as players, you want to be out there and put on a show for the fans as, you know, that's what makes us tick and you want to do that. Uh, and so I don't, I, I, I know that players want to be out there. And at times, like there are some back-to-backs this year that I didn't play in that I wanted to play in and, and, and the team helped me out. And they held you out because they're looking at this numbers and you're, these numbers and you're in the red and in danger for injury and playing this game um, to the point to where you're 70% likely to get injured. And if you take this game off and play the next game, you're 7% likely to get injured. Well, I think in anyone's life, um, when the difference in percentage is 70 and 7, you're usually going to choose the thing that's 7. Uh, and, and as far as um, percentage of getting injured or whatever that thing may be, most people are going to pick 7 because it's the logical thing to do. And so I don't think there's a great answer or... Um, 
one answer that's right or wrong. I think at the end of the day, um, players have to do the job of understanding why you are sitting or or why you aren't. And then I think uh, it's 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 also on fans and us to, for for them to understand all of those things. And and however, those numbers and things aren't made public, so it's hard to understand them. But I would just hope and want fans to know that you know, quite frankly, we want to be out there as well, you know. But in, on the same in the same breath, the science is the science, the data is the data, and if you don't follow the data then everyone's screwed. We got a couple questions, similar ones, about Steph Curry and where he ranks all-time. I know you don't like to do all-time ranks, all that, so I'm not going to ask you to place him somewhere all-time. But at this point, the best point guard of all-time conversation for most people is usually between Magic Johnson and Steph Curry. Magic Johnson, a Spartan. Steph Curry, your teammate. Very different play styles. How do you compare the two? I think comparing those two is lazy. Um, just like I think there's still only five positions in basketball, is lazy. Um, you know, we all we all speak about positionless basketball, right? Like that is a lazy term. Like I think it's all lazy. Uh, Steph Curry and Magic Johnson. If you watch those two guys play basketball, you probably wouldn't say they're the same position. If you just watch with a with no understanding of positions, if you just watch those two play you probably wouldn't say they're the same position. Just like if you listened to Drake's whole catalog and you went and listened to Jay-Z's catalog, you probably wouldn't say they're in the same genre of music. Yet, people very lazily throw Drake in the same category with Jay-Z. I feel the same way about um, Steph and Magic. It's like, yes, both point guards as far as the term goes, but two totally different players and went about it two totally different ways. Quite frankly, there's someone that's going to like the way Magic went about it because they're like, oh, that's more of a true point guard, and that's what I know to be a true point guard. And then there's others that's going to appreciate Steph more because it's like, man, look what he done at the position and scoring and uh, how he affected defenses and all of that. Totally get that. Um, however, I think uh, they're both goats. Um, they are both the greatest point guards of their eras. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I just get tired of the, of the comparing errors because, quite frankly, they're just hypotheticals or, um, you know, someone wishing up on a star that they could have sought this person against that person. Like, it's never happening. Um, game was totally different when Magic played than when Steph played. Like, literally, a totally different game. Like, they're almost not even both basketball. Like, and so it, it's just totally different. And we, we get into, like, making these comparisons or, or which one is better than the other. And quite frankly, those both of those guys dominated their era at the point guard position. And they both should be giving their flowers and appreciate their greatness because they're both all-time great players. Love that answer. From Verdon Verdict, is there such a thing as going too far when trash-talking? Um... Is there a thing going too far? I think I wouldn't necessarily say there's a thing that's such a thing that's going too far. I just think once it does go wherever too far is, you got to be willing to deal with whatever comes with that. You know, if that's um, something off the court and a guy is like, 
carrying that grudge off, you got to deal with what comes with that for something that you said, you know, and you can't run from that. And I've seen that happen on the court where, you know, guys say something that they not really, they don't really want to stand on. And if you don't really want to stand on it, then don't say it. But don't tell me, oh, that went too far. Because in the in the heat of the battle, the gloves are off. And so if we're just competing and we're both talking junk, what what what's said is what's said. Now in saying that, I think you do have certain respect for other guys and certain guys and and those guys you just wouldn't say certain things to because the respect is there. Where the problem gets is when there is no respect there and guys get to talking and then you just you say certain things and there's no coming back from certain things that said. And then at that point, I can't necessarily say it's going too far. I would just say you have to be willing to deal with whatever comes with whatever quote-unquote going too far would be. Next one, and then we'll sort of close with a little bit of a rapid-fire segment. What is it like balancing being a professional athlete and being a father? I know this is a topic you care a lot about. Oh, man. Um, it is tough, honestly, uh, because, quite frankly, you want to give all that you can to your career. And in, in, in order to do that, that requires time. And yet you want to give all your time to your children. And in order to do that, that pulls away the time from the career. Um, quite frankly, I think you do the best that you can to find that balance. And by the way, that's with anyone at work, right? Like that's with uh, a CEO, that's with a janitor. Like you, you, you have to find that work slash life slash parent balance. And for me, um, you know, you just really dive into the time that you do have. I, I don't worry so much about the time that I don't have. I worry more about making the most of the time that I do have and ultimately understanding and hoping that your kids will understand that, you know, when it's all said and done, you were doing this for them. You know, you missed a uh, Christmas Day game for them. You know, uh, I mean, you missed Christmas Day because you had a game and ultimately you're providing for them, you know, uh, to leave my kids in the position that I, to never leave my kids in the position that I was in is always my goal. That requires work. That requires, you know, sometimes you're going to miss some things. And you just hope that you raise your kids in a way and that they understand that, you know, and and not really um, hold a grudge or, you know, feel a type of way about you as a parent because you're out, you know, tr doing what you have to do to provide. To close out the mailbag, let's do a bit of a rapid-fire segment, okay? I'm going to ask you some questions quick. You got to just answer. First thing that comes to your head. Let's go. What's your favorite nighttime snack? My favorite nighttime snack is uh, potato chips. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big potato chip guy. Okay, what flavor? Hot Cheetos is my favorite, but I kind of stay away from those. Those do a number on my stomach at times. Um so if if I had to go outside of hot Cheetos, I would go sour cream and onion ruffles. Uh okay. cheddar. Cheddar sour cream and onion ruffles. Excuse me. <laughs> What's your favorite song right now? Uh my favorite song right now. Ooh, man. My favorite song right now. Uh I think my favorite song right now is one is still it's, you know, one of my favorite songs of all times, which is Song Cry by Jay-Z. Who is the last text? Who is the last text message you sent to? I was just texting my wife. Which warrior is the flakiest? 
which Warriors the flakiest is by far um, Clay Thompson. But I don't I don't want to use the word flakiest because I, the the word flaky just comes off as like distasteful. Uh, but you just you just never really know what to expect with Clay. Which warrior is the funniest? The which warrior is the funniest? Um, who man? Who is the funniest warrior? I am going to have to say. Uh, I am looking around the locker room, and the funniest warrior to me is Jonathan Kaminga. Hmm. Flats or drums? Drums. Favorite all-time video game? Favorite all-time video game is uh, NBA Jam. Last one. Tough one. Rihanna or Beyonce? Beyonce. Rihanna's incredible, by the way, but I think Beyonce, Beyonce is one of the greatest entertainers we've ever seen in this lifetime. All right. That's that's it for the mailbag today. Come back uh, for the show next week. Got a great guest. Appreciate y'all. That's a wrap. Welcome back to the stretch run of the NBA season. That's a wrap from this episode of the Draymond Green Show. Jackson, I appreciate the questions. To everybody out there that submitted your questions, we thank you. Stay tuned to at Draymond Show on Instagram for maybe more mailbags or other things. Until next time, peace. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.